ragazzi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Fratelli di Rugby. After episode one went so well between all three of us, we're happy to come back for episode two and hopefully many more to come. And I'm joined uh, by Mike and Ottavio. Ciao, gents. How are we? Hi, Marcello. Hi, Ottavio. Ciao, Michele. Ciao, Marcello. Everything great here. Second episode. Wow. How good was episode one? First and foremost, we'd like to just say how good it was to see uh, so many people get involved with the podcast, how many people listen to it, and hopefully we can build from here and get many more listens to come. Because yeah, so we will get straight into it this week. And I think we'll start this week with on the topic of uh, talking about uh, Italy and Italians. There's obviously we're now getting to the point where teams are starting to release their kind of training squads even if there are about 100 players in these training squads uh, ahead of ahead of the big World Cup um, this, this summer slash autumn. Um, boys, we talked about before uh, a little bit of uh, certain players that might be in and out of the squad. There's been uh, a little bit of, of chatter amongst, uh, amongst the wider public as well as Italian rugby public, a little bit about Sergio Parise in the last, uh, last couple of days in particular. I think it'd be... I mean, we did t- we did touch upon it a little bit in episode in uh, episode one of the pod, uh, but it'd be um, I think we should probably touch on it again. Uh, Mike, your views on Sergio Palisse? Now, a lot of people saying that he's actually kind of in really good form, so maybe this isn't just a a token gesture to introduce a nearly forty year old uh, Sergio Palisse into the squad, and maybe it's more of a does he does he deserve to be in that squad? Yeah, I'm I'm torn. Um, I'm torn in multiple senses because, as I mentioned in the first pod um, that we did, he's very much an idol. You know, he's very much someone that I looked up to when you know I started playing, and I think it's quite tough then to to you know have these discussions because he'll always you know you always remember you know the quality and what he brought but i do think he will add a lot of value if he joins the team in any capacity what i don't necessarily agree on is that he is potentially the best number 8 option that we have um at third choice um I would like to see, if possible, and this is something that I've, you know, people who have engaged these conversations with me in the past will know, is I think he should have transitioned to Locke and he actually probably would have had, you know, maybe two or three seasons because we were really struggling at Locke before we had Yukitsi and, you know, Kanone came of age and really we we had Ruta and Sisi who were two great options, but... Beyond that, we, we were struggling and he probably could have slotted in, similar to how um, Zani uh, transitioned from back row to to lock when we needed him to. Uh, people, the general public and social media tend to, tend, tend to influence and that's almost that recency bias where, you know, he did fantastic in the game against Benetton and he's played a lot of minutes and, you know, he's... But people will need to understand that he's playing in one of potentially one of the best packs in the you know in in the top fourteen, um, and it's quite easy to to do all the flashy stuff when you've got a scrum that you know ninety percent of the time is going to move forward and you can do all of that stuff. Whereas we, when what we need to consider is will he be afforded the same opportunities to do that stuff in um, in the Italian pack where. You know, we're going to have to fight for every inch. And, you know, a, a lot of the time, the scrum's probably going to be sort of a fairly evenly contested battle. So that that's my opinion on it. I do think he has a lot to a lot to bring. I think from a coaching perspective, from a lineup perspective, he's a current lineup coach for, for Toulon as well. So he's a player coach. There's so much he can add, but I don't necessarily think that what he can add is from a playing perspective. I think he should probably start considering maybe being part of the coaching staff of this World Club. That's that's my opinion on it. Ottavio. Well, it's uh, it, it's hard, guys, because I hope we didn't have to speak about this situation because I would like to see 
like Paris playing since 2020 with uh, with Italy because think like like a lot of other players like Johnny Sexton but Halloween Jones too did so we are at the last last part of his career uh, str- still struggling thinking about where he's going when he's going to play the does he deserve uh, some kind of tribute in the in the field for Italy true a lot of, of stuff are bringing the the idea to let Paris playing again, but just because he's fitted, his feet is is playing. We have other number eight; they're not playing at the moment. Alafi is not playing, and um, and also think about Paris. Yes, is 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 playing with a, a really strong uh, scrum. Other seven players plus the changes because. Uh, last game against La Rochelle, uh, he he came uh, off the ban- off the field at uh, in early in the second half and uh, came in uh, Bastaro or sometimes it's Fagundo Isa. We don't have that that deep in the in the team. I would like him to play against Scotland in Marfield in Italy in the in the warm up game probably against Japan is gonna be. This is gonna be a great tribute and then say okay guys I'm. Um, I show you how to play, and uh, if if Crowley say you know what, his fit. Uh, uh, we have uh, still other pair like uh, Poledria or Talafi. He's not give me that um, that vibes that is ready. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him not only because he's his sixth uh, World Cup, but because he really deserves it and he show. Um, leadership but positive leadership in the in the team i think i'd agree i think that like I said halafi he's not played a lot of rugby um Paledri is obviously enduring another injury spell so you've got to think i think originally when we spoke about it last week my original thoughts were i've just never felt comfortable with the fact that he hadn't had the send-off that he has obviously deserved. I think COVID's played its part, um, injuries as well. He, he's just never really got that send-off that he obviously, and I don't think anyone's going to question that Paris say should have had that time where he put all, pulled on the shirt one last time. And um, we're going to talk about uh, the recent article that he did uh, in a second. Uh, and there are some bits in there that are interesting points to, to cover, but, he seems like he would enjoy and is open to playing again for Italy in what would be a sixth World Cup. He seems to want that. Um, so we saw recently in Bennett against Benetton in the semi-final of the Challenge Cup what he can still offer. Um, we talked about that last week, didn't we? About how good he was in that game. Um, does he still offer what he can and does he still bring that potential... Uh, stuff that you don't really see and stuff that's off the pitch that that he could still offer what is ultimately still a young squad. Um, there are the warm-up games and I think that if he maybe gets in there that he can, he can show something and he can kind of prove his worth there. But um, we will talk about that article and the inst and the, what is referred to in that is that maybe there are some potential people in the senior leadership group that maybe I can see it maybe it's maybe threatened um by having Paris say back in in terms of that leadership thing Mike uh, I can see you're eager to talk about something go ahead yeah so so but before we before we jump on to this point there was um a point I wanted to raise and it's more it's more I say a point it's more of a question to you guys and I think it's something that a lot of the people who are calling for police in need to ask themselves as well and what what that is is he made two tackles in 80 minutes where 74 minutes of the game there was a red card against a very poor Benetton admittedly the point that I'm trying to say is we're never as a team we're never going to be in an opportunity that we're attacking for that prolonged period of time that we're gonna have the opportunity that he he may may not need to make tackles. So what he did off the ball, you know, from a leadership perspective, from a lineup perspective, 
you can't you you can't you, you can't deny that he was he was fantastic. You know he he dirtied the ball every line out. But from a fully defensive perspective, if you're looking at like putting his body on the line and making sure that he's as fit as possible for 80 minutes to make you know 15, 16 tackles, and I, I don't I don't think I'm exaggerating. I think Octavio, you you did the stats in the work in, in the Six Nations. Um, Kanone, I think was was top tackler for the vast majority of, of of the Six Nations. He put his body on the line, and and that was him with him being you know subbed out a lot of the time um, for like Pelledri and 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 Petanelli and stuff. So like our number eight is more of a defensive position than an offensive position, in my opinion, for for, for our Italian national team. Um, that that's just my opinion on it, though. And Ottavio, just before. I come to you, I'll just reference this article that um, is doing the rounds at the moment and I'll pick out something he's said. Um, well, I have some doubts about this. I have the feeling that not everyone agrees about my presence in the team. Next week, I think the first list of players called up will be issued, about 40 players or more, and the rumours I get are not too reassuring. Ottavio, my opinion, now that I think about it a little bit, is can I see someone maybe like Lamaro, who is quite clearly a very passionate, big character, big leader, would he enjoy Parise coming in and maybe stealing his thunder a little bit? Is that is that maybe what Parise is referring to? And do you see that being a potential problem? In my, my perspective, can be a problem if, if Paris is going to keep his ego that we saw also in the field, also against Benetton, uh, uh, I up there. But but think about also another another thing. In is not only Lamaro. There was also Biji, the fo- the other former captain in the team. There are some uh, like senators like Ruzza. Um, think about also maybe Fer- Ferrari, Morisi, Brex. Those are the the old player Padovani. Those are the old player in the in the team and. I don't know because they worked a lot on this new new generation, new wave of Italian rugby, the potential, and also a big difference. Uh, sometimes Lamaro said that in the interviews in the last couple of years. We are not the team that always have, have lost a lot of games. We want to change that. Probably they they don't want to the connection with the past, kinda. You know what uh, what I mean? So let's see, it's going to be hard. I, I think with the interview he did, uh, probably he brought the question up, out to everybody. And I would like I would like to learn, to listen more from uh, the, the coaching point of view also, because Crowley was always in connection with him last, uh, in the 2022, he, w- he was in contact with Crowley and Paris decided to stay with Toulon because he was also in the um, in the play out of the of the league was really low in the position so he decided I'm not gonna play for for Italy now I pick Toulon because because I'm there because they pay me uh, but maybe that can be also something uh, in the mind of uh, Lamaro of the other players saying hey you pick Toulon for uh, for Italy these are all different scenarios uh, that we have to consider in the in the thoughts okay so here goes then mike does kieran crowley in your opinion pick sergio parise for the world cup squad next week preliminary world cup squad this is so this is going to be a squad that will be reduced again you'd have thought once um ahead of the warm-ups, potentially. Mike, I'm just going to put you on the spot. One answer. Yes, no. I said yes, no, Mike. I'll say yes, but I'd like I'd like a little nuance to that. It on depends then, on how much influence um, these players have on Crowley. So, for example, we know Faz is very opinionated on certain players, and if you're not in with Faz, you're not going to play. For example, Ben Spencer should have been playing for years for uh, for, um, for England, but obviously he didn't get on with 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 Faz. So 
if if it's just Crowley's decision, yes. If it's if it's not Crowley's position uh, decision, no. As in, like if he's influenced. So if Crowley will want him in the team for sure, for sure. Octavio, sí or no? See for the warm up games, and then let's see. I'm wondering also how much is going to be involved in this decision, the president, no, uh, the president of the federation. Because, guys, last year, uh, Parisa was all, all the banner of the Six Nations in Italy. And then he didn't play for. So, But, yeah, let's see him in the World Map because he's fit. He is he's ready to play. He knows how to play World Cups. But let's see at the end who's going to win. Can I, can I ask your opinion, Octavio? How many tickets do you think will be sold to see almost like a testimonial match? So, let's say... Scotland. Scotland's played in Italy as well this year, isn't it? No, in Murrayfield. It's in Murrayfield. So, and it's not going to be a, a, a big stadium for uh, in Italy. It's going to be San Benedetto del Tronto, probably, which is uh, under the under Treviso, let's say. In that, uh, right. North, I was going to say, uh, do you think do you think a lot of people will put money in the pocket to see Paris play? Like, do you think that it, from a marketing oh, yeah. perspective, they plastered his face everywhere? Right. Like, there's got to be a, a reason lot. behind. It. Think That's about it. the special edition of the jersey with the number eight and Paris written on, because now Oof. they're gonna be sell those, those kind of stuff. I can't wait for the bobblehead. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. yeah, can be a lot of they can they can feel twenty thousand people in a stadium for for Palisse, at least. If mm. you organize something cool, something great, you can do it. I think. I think you can maybe throw in there the fact that this tournament, this World Cup, will be in France as well. And I think he referred to right. he referred to, he referred to that article saying that almost his uh, he's played in France for a long, 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 long time, pretty much uh, for a long, long time, many years spent in France. You know, he can probably claim to be just as much French as he is Italian, given how much time he spent there. So I think for him, that it, it definitely seems to be more of a push from his side. He wants to be involved. He wants to play at another World Cup. One last hurrah in front of his Italian fans that will obviously travel and there'll obviously be a lot of Italians o- over in France given the, the geography of it, but also in front of French fans who have probably love him just as much as we love him, really, given how long he was at Stade Francais and now now Toulon as well. So I think that's um, another factor. Just on those warm-ups, Italy, um, as far as I can make out, will play Scotland in Murrayfield on Saturday the 29th of July and then we'll play uh, the week after against Ireland at the Aviva Stadium on Saturday, August the 5th and then as you said Ottavia, Italy versus Japan, it just says Treviso, that's the only that's all it says next to it um, so a smaller crowd I'd have thought, I don't know what stadium that is exactly or is it Or is it? it's not it's not Benetton's ground is yeah, it? no, yeah, it's Benetton ground uh, when oh, it is Benetton's ground, oh, okay so it's gonna be everything is gonna it's gonna be this view, big circle come back to Benetton where you play. Look, we have the story. The story is, is there. We have just to finish to read. Mm. It's poetic, <laughs> isn't it? I, we were saying we were saying last week. Or it's gonna end in 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 Lyon against France. Yeah. And Italy win. Italy beat the host. <laughs> <laughs> To win the group. Another year. <laughs> He's going to play another year. Yeah, he won't retire if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> 2027 would be on his mind. There'll be articles about a 52-year-old Parise wanting to play again. He'll just <laughs> never. Yeah, the king. he's coming out. He's coming out. Yeah. <clears throat> that now, one last dance. Uh, Otavio, whilst we've been talking, I've seen you've been furiously typing away at a, a Google spreadsheet um, with this Italian squad in mind. Uh, Mike, did you say next Wednesday? Did you say maybe for this? Yeah, I, I heard little rumours it'd be next Wednesday. Um, it's definitely next week, uh, but next I, week. I, I heard little rumours it's going to be next Wednesday. I think we've yeah, seen uh, we've seen Scotland, we've seen Wales, we've seen Ireland. Have we? Not sure. No, yeah, not Ireland. Well, just yeah. Scotland. Just Scotland and Wales. We've seen so far. Now I'm looking at this spreadsheet, uh, Octavio. A lot of question marks. Yeah, a lot, because, of marks, a lot of potential. So, talk me through what we can see here. So we, we I start organizing like the thirty-three man squad of the of the season, and then I left out some players that probably can 
fit in in maybe an injury case like a joker medical kind of like that and some question marks are like on on selection because i think on the the first the in the yeah in the first row uh, the question is going to be how lucas is going to be fit how uh, if faiva is going to be ready in case because if not at the moment we have nigotera bigi and uh, let's consider Manfredi that I didn't put in the in, in the list at the moment. But those are the Italian uh, players we have uh, at Ucker. If we don't have Nicodra Biggi and Lucas is not ready. If Lucas is not ready, maybe Faiva, maybe um, I'd rather play Manfredi. But I, I would like to see Faiva in, in case Lucchesi cannot do it because Faiva is tough. He, I, I saw him playing really well with uh, Arigans in those couple of games he played. He scored twice. He's really dominant in tackles. It's hard on tackles. That, that's great. Maybe the, the throw is not the best. And then we have on the left side of the, of the, on, at number one, we have Fischetti for sure, 100%. And then we have Zani the old man Zani, we can say, but still still there, still playing. And then we, we're going to have Nemer coming back from the suspension. So we're going to see him in the warm-up games on the for, uh, on the left of the scrum. We are pretty good on the right side of the scrum because we have Riccioni, Ferrari and Ceccarelli. And then already six players gone. And then we have to think about the rest. Last uh, rugby World Cup. We we've we've been there with five uh, uh, back rowers, and uh, think about the back rows. Now we 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 talk about Parisse. At the moment, you have Sisi, Cannone, Lamaro, the the three starting player, and then you have maybe Alafi, maybe Pettinelli. Pettinelli, it's uh, it's it's ready. He can play. Zuliani two on the other side, but. In this in this moment like this, you have already six players in the back row. So if you're gonna bring uh, Paris, is gonna be seven. On some of them uh, has to came out yeah. from selection, and it's can, crazy. Can I ask your uh, your opinion on this real quick? Out of the uh, back rows, who are the people who absolutely can't take out? In your opinion, because I think there's probably well, definitely four, at least five. Sorry, def at least. At least four, sorry, that you definitely couldn't take out, in my opinion. The four I'm not going to um, leave a home uh, or on uh, out of the squad are Sisi, Cannone, Lamar and Zuliani. Then we can talk about Pettinelli, Alafi, Polledri, uh, Tizzano, too, in case uh, it's it been called, or maybe after this season is going to be called, who knows. But those are the players. And also in, in the second row, other situation because are you gonna go with the uh, CC with a lot of experience more than Zambonin or with Zambonin and then you have Yakitsi so you you going with four probably four five uh, second rows locks you have Ruth Zagannone CC maybe and then you have to decide Yakitsi can play six which is something great uh, is a good point. In, in theory, also Ruzza can play six, but better to leave him uh, in the in, in the lock position. That's so, the key, isn't it? Having players that can play in multiple right. positions in squads. That's. Have you missed Seb Negri on this list? Oh, I wrote I wrote CZ up here, but it's Negri. Sorry, okay. Mister Daoleggio. He is. He is. He's one of those that just can't be left, can he? He's, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I said CZ, but yeah. Negri is the number six. I think a great number six can beat Itzano the way he's playing now in uh, with Western Force. It's it's awesome the way he's playing. It's it's a kind of Zuliani player. Zuliani is not gonna be out of the situation uh, at the moment. And and also, yeah, as you were saying, we have Zani, we is another hybrid player that we have in the in the scrum because he can play also hooker. Maybe who knows if we're gonna bring somebody else and uh, Zan is gonna uh, switch at Edukar just in case. And what what do we think about Pelledri though? Because he is gonna come off the back of another injury, 
Obviously, he spent the best part of two years out. This is another another injury. Is are we getting to the point where we're just not gonna we we can't we can't be getting back the 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 Paledri of kind of uh, back in two thousand and nineteen. It's not going to be that. So is is he someone else that potentially might kind of be in and around that squad, or is he definitely going anyway? Even if he's at sixty seventy percent, is that still good enough for this squad? Do you, want, do you want my opinion quickly? Sure, go for um, it. I think if he manages to get some games during the warm-up matches, um, even if he's not directly sort of in line with being picked, but, you know, he's in and around the squad like he did before um, the autumn, you know, he was just part of the team, but he was never picked, then, you know, he has, he, he might he might have the opportunity, you know, injuries happen and you know, he, he he's someone, like we said, that, if he's fit, we know what he can do and he'll slot in. So um, I think he should be afforded, you know, the opportunity to join the group, whether he's part of the specific selected then or, or not, shouldn't really matter, I don't think. And looking looking further across this, moving from the forwards and into the backs then, um, the scrum halves, you've got a question mark by Fusco, Tavio. How many, I mean, how many is he? How many is he going to pick for this? Because it's a question of how many wings do you pick, how many fullbacks do you pick, and again, right. it's one of it's one of those where you have to pick wingers that can maybe play fifteen as well as. So, how many nines? How many nines are we? How many nines is is he going to take realistically? Do you think? So we saw uh, Varney Fusco uh, to be the the first choices uh, in the twenty three team, and we see Garbisa a little bit. Uh, uh, back these three, back these two players. He, he didn't play a lot of. He didn't have a lot of great um, of game time uh, during the Six Nation. And then there is Pajerelo, this uh, scrum half, uh, uh, thanks to Capuazzo because uh, he was playing with he, he was playing with Pajerelo at Toulouse, and then uh, uh, came out that he has some some kind of Italian heritage. So he was already with the team. Uh, during the uh, Six Nation, but he didn't play. So I don't. I think we're gonna see him playing his uh, his opportunity during the warm up games, and then uh, probably two, two, mm, let's say three. Pajelo in case he can play also on the wing or fullback in case we need it. He, he can cover three position. His best position, of course, is uh, number nine. But think about also how many players they came, uh, they brought in 2019. Well, we were there with uh, Tebaldi, Palazzani, and Braley, like three generations ago, thinking. Tebaldi, wow. Tebaldi, which is playing now the semi final for, uh, for Petrarca in, uh, in the Italian um, league. But it's going to be hard in this situation because we don't have a really good, experienced um, night. Scrum of Varney uh, is uh, the one that has more experience now in the in the team, and Pajrelo is the one of the older uh, with uh, with Fusco. But there there is going to be a conundrum to to understand who's going to be the third, because um, at least Varney is going to be there. The surprise can be Pajrelo, and then Fusco Garbisi. And obviously, Varney just signed a new deal as well with Great. Gloucester. Which is uh, good news for him, and obviously good news for us as well. I think, I think everyone can see what Varney's capable of. I think we were all at times very frustrated with the way he played in the Six Nations and kind of slightly error prone. And there are some mistakes that creep into his game. But given the way that Italy wants to play, I think he's, he he definitely fits. He fits the mold. He just needs more game time. So more game time in the Premiership. Uh, with Gloucester and he, he's had a really good end to the season which is really positive which means he hopefully going into the summer uh, with a really good bit of form uh, and also then into the into the World Cup and then obviously 10 it's going to be Garbisi isn't it uh, you'd have thought across across those games there may be uh, potential to, to obviously through the warm-ups we'll definitely be trying to um, try out some new uh, some new tens and giving them some more game time. Um, I think, Mike, the the debate often is sometimes as well with where will Tommy Allen fit in? Will he fit in at 15? Will he fit in at 10? 
Uh, he's obviously had a really good season and kind of came into that Italian side and, and in the Six Nations when Gabisi was injured and still did a, a decent job, didn't he? So he's he's one of those players that's kind of a, a big deal for Italy, isn't he? Within the squad as well, given that he can play uh, he can play uh, across the board in terms of 10 or 15. Yeah, Alan's, um, he, he's, he's really versatile, uh, but I'd like to see him stay at 10. I think we need to develop more options at 15 if we're forced to play him there. Um, not because he's he's you know he's a bad he's bad at 15 I just think his best position isn't is at 10 and for us to really give um you know France and New Zealand uh you know a fair crack of the whip we're gonna we're gonna have to make sure we're absolutely perfect and we can't afford to play players out of position because you know two percent three percent off with you know against teams like that we're gonna get punished so um, yeah, glad Allen's in uh, with the team, and then obviously, you know, we'll, we'll see who who else gets picked at fifteen. Mike, I know you're bursting to talk about Montemari as well, so why don't you go go ahead and and tell us why he's going to be in the World Cup squad? I I, I think he's a bolter, but I think he has a very good chance. Um, I was he was put on my radar probably about a year ago. Uh, by by someone in our Discord and um, yeah, just just been following him. He's he's just he he just has everything. Um, great running game, great vision, um, brave. You know, takes it to the line. Very similar to um, how Sexton plays in terms of taking it to the line, but he's also got you know that step and he's he's he's, he's you know he's a spring chicken, so he he can give it. Um, you can give it some as well um, moving forward. So, yeah, I, I think he's quality. He's probably someone where, you know, his position's up in the air. Not really sure where he could best fit. He definitely either 10 or 15 uh, is his best position, but seeing him play 12 against Leicester and, you know, Leicester playing against predominantly under 23 players, they gave him a good game. You know, I think it was, you know, they lost by like 20 points, but it was like 30, 50 or something along the lines of that. And um, he was in the centre. He was in the heart of a lot of uh, the plays. So, you know, if he can do it against teams like that, he can do it against, you know, the top teams as well. So I um, think he's uh, he, he needs a bit of experience under his belt, but he could be someone who uh, people who are interested in Italian rugby should follow with a very close eye because he's someone that could be very, very good in the future. And I think the... The centers go ahead, Otavio, please. Oh, the, there is some other players similar to Montemari, you think? Like also in the last 10 years, kind of. Sometimes I think about James Hook. I don't know why I think about him. As in the sale player. Oh, James, James Hook. As in James the Hook, player. the Welshman. Sorry. 10, um, 12, 15. He could play anywhere. Yeah, very, very versatile. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a player that has his running game at 10 um but could also play at 15 and 12. um maybe he, yeah no I, I don't know because he's not he's not powerful like faz for example right he's not he's not, he's not a you know a brick house like faz he's he's 12 because of you know what he can do and in terms of distribution he could probably make a decent tackle but it's it's the fact that he's so um, quick-minded. That's the word. Like he's very quick-minded. Trying to think I about see. who's who's the um, completely forgotten his name, the Saracens player that qualifies for Italy potentially. Lozowski. That's the one. Yeah, he's like that, isn't he? Really, maybe a little bit. Kind of, right. In terms of yeah, yeah. Running, I think that's running, probably fair. Running game, but not kind of a not kind of a, a brick shit house, but. Yeah, no, yes. I, th I think I think that is the the best example of Monte. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Nailed I, I it. Don't think of nailed it. I'm not even watching Monte Murray play. Yeah, exactly. You got Great. but but very 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 good. You know, like he's got an eye for the gap. He, he reads the game very well. Lazowski could fit ten. He could fit fifteen. Um, yeah, very and and Daly's probably you could probably fit Daly in there as well if Daly um played ten as well. So very similar players in terms of like how they attack the line. So. Someone who now you said daily and who I've seen who you 
Otavia is now getting towards about 100 players on this list. He's adding a different player to each category every time. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I remember players that's going to be injured out, uh, yeah. uh, people are going to see next year. So I was, but... I was, just, I was just thinking about Carlo May, because obviously he, he's, he, made his, he made his debut, didn't he, for Clermont? Did he? Uh, he did, yeah. At the no, end of this season, and obviously he played. Yeah, he played. played played for the 20s as well in the Six Nations. So he's someone that reminds you of Elliot Daly in terms of he is quite bulky and has got a big, big, big boot as well. And he can play 13, he can play at 15, he can play at 10. Um, and having looked at this squad, there are not a lot of those 20s. Do you think any of those 20s boys are are ready or who, who might be kind of thrown in for those warm-up games? Is there anyone in particular? Because Carlo May... Given the so fact he's the, the, played for, for maybe um, I can tell you maybe one name, but any it's him. May is the only one probably that can, uh, if I have to to bet, is hmm. better than uh, than the other ones. So I was just thinking in terms of we've got some problems in the scrum, haven't we? Yeah. So I was thinking maybe of um, uh, Gallorini. Maybe who, who played very, very well in He's... that. And maybe, I mean, the, the guys that impressed in the 20s were uh, Quattrini and Gallerini and maybe Aminu as well. They were the guys that stood out, weren't they, really, in terms of um, what the, they the, did. The one thing I'll say with Gallerini is he, he'll be at the under-20s World Cup um, at the same sort of time. And he he's, he's just turned 18 as well. So... I guess, I guess that's that's a problem, really, isn't it? Given that there's there's two those two competitions kind of overlap a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that's the main problem. I mean, him being 18 isn't too much of an issue if he if his scrum technique is very very good, and he's probably someone that the the federation have have invested significant you know resources in because he he's by all means going to be like a a first team regular player if he stays fit and continues improving at the rate that he has been right so i i don't see any issue with him being put in the deep end early as long as we don't do something stupid and get him injured and ruin ruin his career because that's one thing we've as italian player italian sorry our italian players may have been um not necessarily forced to do but like invited to do before they were ready so we just need to be really careful about how we manage them. Yeah. Um, another question mark with the phrase "lol" next to it from Otavio is Paolo Dogu, who That's has crazy. been has been obviously the everything that happened with Wasps is now now a Stade Francais, and long there's been a lot of talk. I think I think his days of any sort of England recognition are probably over, given the time scale and given the fact that. He just doesn't seem to be in the conversation anymore. Does that does that lean him maybe more towards towards playing for Italy? I don't know, but he'd obviously be he'd obviously be an asset in a in a in a position that I think we've we've played a lot of different players in that wing position, and I don't think anyone is kind of nailed on to start as a as a winger. Whereas Yuani was probably that maybe two years ago. Um, by the way, I was going to ask you to really what the situation is with Yuani, just for other people that are listening in as to as to what his deal is at the moment. Because obviously he's gone back to play his club rugby in Australia and hasn't been selected. But uh, what's the situation with him? He, well, uh, wasn't really um, a good way to leave Italy for uh, for Yuani when he left Benetton. Uh, he, he brought up um, some. Some mental issues, uh, depression, staying away from home, uh, and but now uh, seems really happy because he's playing in Melbourne where he grew up with Rebels. He's always on the on the left wing. Uh, he's the starting eleven. He scored one try. He's playing better, but the problem is uh, the um, the schedule of the beginning of the Super Rugby and the Six Nation. So the more player we gonna send uh, or they're playing. Uh, in the southern hemisphere the less we're going to see them uh, during the sixth nation because we're going to see them uh, during the summer and uh, in uh, autumn internationals it's going to be the same in case with uh, Faiva uh, or Tizzano uh, 
or Tom Leinag. Actually, I thought uh, Tizano, when he moved to UK, it was the moment, okay, we're going to call them uh, uh, early call-up with uh, Italian uh, 15, uh, the second team, the Emergenti, uh, and this didn't happen. So it's going to be, oh, we said Tom Leinag, but in theory, there was uh, also Moses Tuipulotu, which is the brother of the Tuipulotu playing in Scotland, is an Italian qualified, or in case, uh, Nawa Canitase, the winger of the Varatas, uh, wasn't playing for uh, Australia, there was another Italian qualified player, or James Tedesco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the, the, the dreams of having a, an NRL player. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, you said something there which I think hit the nail on the head with a dog woo and Tizano and potentially Liner, which was we weren't proactive enough, right, with our um, with our Italy A um, call-ups because I know from uh, an interview with with Marzi they did uh, where they spoke about a dog because obviously Marzi was the academy coach at Wasps he he knew a dog very well and he had a communication with a dog who who mentioned he was quite keen to represent Italy and they were left at a point where um, at the time it was Franco Smith needed to call them um all a dog and his family and, and and have a discussion and that never came and we sort of maybe dropped the ball a little bit with that. And Tizano said before he moved to the UK, before he moved to Ealing, he was he was keen on playing for Italy. So there's there's probably more you know than meets the eye, and there's probably discussions you know behind the scenes which which always affect these things. But you know we we should be really proactive with Italy A and trying to utilize it as a capture, just as you know Argentina have been very proactive about it with the players who have travelled okay. to play for Italy, uh, like play in Italy, excuse me, with the potential to play for Italy. They've been in the, you know, Pumas 15 um, as soon as possible. Maybe we should be doing more of that with, with dual qualified players. Look, we are, um, let's think about two players that used to play in, one is still playing in the Italian top 10, which is Lautaro Basanvelez. He went from Rovigo to play for uh, in the championship. He started, I think, the first game or the second game this year. And Garcia, which is the Zebra number nine, injured in the last couple of years. He but looks he, quality. Yes. And uh, he was playing in Italy in, in a lower level. Nemer was playing uh, while Gallo uh, was shining in that uh, 2019 World Cup. He was playing for Casale connection with uh, Benetton so there is a lot of that and also think about we uh, capped Tavuyara for one game uh, Svane Poel all the mess about the qualified if was it qualified or not uh, is the South African prop and Duprez for Valor Rugby I think so we had opportunity for lower profile player and they're still playing in the Italian league but players like them man you have to call them Tizano you have to call him about Odogu I don't know if there was like some approach from uh, Zebra or Benetton maybe last year before starting the the new chapter in uh, France but money talks sometimes so he had this big opportunity in France uh, to earn some good money and uh, he knows maybe like it wasn't going to play for uh, for for the Rose. The only one was at the moment Mercer seems like to be and Jack Willis, of course. Mercer for the next uh, season and Jack Willis now because he moved from uh, uh, Wasps. Yeah, it's big money there, isn't it? And and there's there's some other questions and there's a couple of like big player names that have questions um on on what you're saying from from fullback on this list um minozzi uh we spoke you know briefly about him last week um i think he he had he's had a bit of a tough return uh, to italian rugby um and the game against toulon definitely didn't show him his best flight but there's two players that I'd like to to speak about one panny everyone knows who I've spoken to again how much I, I appreciate Panny as a player. 
think he's very well-rounded and he's only going to get better. But there's a player that I haven't heard too much of um, in a long, long time, and that's Maury. Maury obviously went to Bordeaux um, and under um, Ugo, he played pretty much starting most games. Um, don't know what's happened. Do, do you boys know what's happened to him since? Like he's just, he's not been injured. I can see that he's training on his Instagram. He's just, just not being picked. Like, do you, do you know, any he's always more? training. He's always training. Next year is going to be in Bayonne. Uh, more right. maybe the decision to move, uh, pull it, pull it out from the selection after uh, Urios moved because with uh, when Christoph Urios was the coach of Bordeaux at the beginning of the year, he was playing Giammarioli too. They had chance to play, but then when they changed the coaching staff, uh, everything everything moved uh, differently. But we know Mori is gonna move to another team, Bayona, and probably is gonna still playing on the wing. Uh, Gian Marioli, we don't know about next year what's gonna happen to him. So let's see. Yeah, I think Gian Marioli was never actually made his was the debut in the end, which was a big shame. Yeah, it was good. Um, the the way he was playing at uh, Zebra. Mm. He was pretty good, and also he showed good performance for uh, um, for for Bordeaux. He's a little number eight, we can say more a number six sometimes, uh, but it's tough. He runs everywhere, good, good takeoffs. Uh, I saw pretty good, decent uh, games from him. More him than Mori, but but uh, Mori has to change a little bit his uh, defensive attitude, his uh, decision timing. Uh, and decision making uh, on the line because we see how the England exploded the, the the channel against us last last year, still when Eddie Jones was in charge in two thousand twenty two. Um, okay, so I think we've spent maybe we've got about enough content here to to last us a lifetime in terms of talking about this Italian squad. So maybe we maybe we just run through some of those nailed ons. Obviously, I think we're gonna. We're probably going to talk a lot about this World Cup squad when it's announced. Obviously, we'll be able to talk about it more next week, hopefully when we get it. Uh, and then, obviously, as we go through the rest of the summer talking. And obviously, we this is all going on the basis that everybody's fit and healthy. Now, there is summer warm-ups always produce injuries. Um, that's just a given. So the likelihood of everyone being fit and and available for selection is probably not going to happen, but let's say everybody is. So, uh, Mike, out of those, out of that, those, all those players we've discussed, who are you? Maybe let's go through each position and just, just run through who you think your, your nailed, nailed on selections are for next week. Okay. Um, so at loose head, um, I think Fischetti, Zani, Neymar, uh, I find it hard to argue those, uh, Hooker, Nicotera, uh, BG Lucchesi. Um, if Fiverr is getting more game time, quite comfortably swap him out, um, swap him in, excuse me, for BG. Then Riccioni, Ferrari, Ceccarelli, hard to ask, uh, to argue those. Uh, Ruzza, Cannone, CC, and for me, um, I'm going to say Yakizzi because he has the adap- adaptability to play back row. Then I think it's Negri. Uh, Canone Jr., Halafihi, Zuliani, Lamara. Um, <gasps> no, Parise. Uh, I, I want, I want to no so Petinelli. No, no, I'd, I'd rather have Parise over Petinelli for me, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, heinous. Um, although that I, I appreciate that's five, I, I, I potentially have Pelledri over both, though, if he's if 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 he's coming in and getting game time as like a as an invitee. Um, then for me, it's Varney, full score. I've got to be honest, I don't know much about Pejarello, but I would I would probably gamble on him um, just because I think Garbisi needs a little bit more time before he's he's thrown in at the deep end at scrum half. Then Garbisi, Allen, um, and then Dare. Uh, it's, it, it's got to be those guys. Menoncello, Brex, Marisi, um, Jesse, 
Bruno, Ioane. Um, are we saying four wingers? Uh, yeah, you can say the fourth one. Uh, the, the, the fourth one I'd actually have is Pani, and then Kapuotsu, Padovani, Pakura. Tavio, is there anyone in there that you think... I think that the thing to think about really is that this squad is going to obviously include players that maybe we either haven't heard a lot about or haven't seen a lot of just because he's going to take at least a handful of players that maybe have seen very little international rugby just so that he can try them out in the squad through the warm-up. So there's bound to be some surprises in there, but is there anyone anyone in particular you think that might get in that Mike maybe didn't mention? Of the one we didn't mention, maybe uh, something Trulla, the crazy man, uh, uh, the gangs of New York Trulla against Peter Romano is still there. So Thanks to Trulla. Is another one maybe being called? Uh, maybe can be added somebody just to help and grow in the team, uh, like Dare or maybe Andreani and Ferrari, just to have more numbers, more player to see. Uh, I don't know if Spagnolo is gonna be in the team. Is a number one from Benetton and uh, and Padova Petrarca Padova is gonna be in Benetton next year. Maybe he can be. Add to the squad to start learning how to play, how how Italy works, and to Matt Crowley too. Maybe that's uh, also is the point. Um, I don't know. Maybe the crazy name can be Campagnaro just for the big call, the large group. Uh, he's gonna be without squad next year, so who knows? Uh, maybe playing there, being around, uh, it's gonna help him also finding a new contract. But maybe those are the the names. Then uh, we are done, guys. This this is what we have at the moment. In a couple and of weeks, we're gonna have more name. Who's who's the first name on that squad list for you, Mike? Um, first name. Sure, who's the most important squad player? Do you think in that side? For sure, based on our depth, Fischetti. For me, Ottavio. Oh, is our the uh, Menoncello? See, this is who I was going to say as well. Yeah, Menoncello. Come on, I think young lads, we, we, let's play we saw we here. saw what happened when he wasn't involved. I think against Scotland, we really struggled, and I think he everything that we try and do and try and play is epitomised by Menoncello, who is quickly becoming my favourite player for sure. Um, so I'd definitely throw him into the conversation. There are certainly quite a few names, really, that are kind of nailed on. And like I said, I'm sure we'll be able to dissect this a little bit more next week when we, we get some confirmation. Uh, and then going forward over the coming months, it will be the topic of conversation on everyone's lips, no matter who, which country you follow. And there's bound to be some surprises in there as well. However, I think we've talked far too long for everyone's is and hopefully you've managed to go through this podcast uh, and listening to enough of this um but i think we'll say ciao for now so ciao mike ciao everyone <laughs> ciao otavio ciao 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 marcello ciao michele see you ciao, next week guys thank you very much for listening